The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. Uh, this Olympic legacy report unveiled today. For those who don't know what legacy means, I guess it's the, the word which describes how the Olympics and Paralympic Games in 2032 can redefine our city mm. and, and literally make it one of the great cities of the world for us to live and also for people to visit. And, uh, and Susie, I know you spoke at it, uh, yeah, it was a big, six months ago now, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a big um, legacy function. And what they did before the function is to get the community to send in any ideas yeah. or, or um, things that they want to do with the Olympics with regards to legacy. Yeah. And then they were going to collate them all, weren't they, and get <laughs> some And then get results. back to us. Exactly. Get back with the results. So 14,000 ideas from the community, as you said, covering everything from transport and sport to... Uh, you know, inclusion for people with disabilities, as we saw with that Paralympic Centre of Excellence in UQ, which has already been announced. Oh, yeah. uh, basically, the message here is that 2032 is the starting line for Brisbane, not the finishing line, okay. to, use, to use sporting uh, parlance. Yeah. And uh, the Sports Minister, Sterling Hinchliffe, has been at the, uh, the absolute forefront of this. He's actually the chair of the, the Legacy Committee for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he joins us on the line now. Good morning, Sterling. How are you? Hey, great to be with you, Lutz. Yeah, great, mate. Um, look, some of these, uh, I've only had a quick look over, and we will put a link up on our socials, uh, Nick, for people to have a look at the the ideas and concepts that are coming through. But um, some awesome legacy initiatives have been highlighted so far. I'll just run through a, a couple of them quickly and let you have a chat about what you think are the great ones as well. Uh, one of them, utilising the Gabba and other inner city venues more as urban renewal precincts. So basically connecting our city through dedicated walkways, connecting the Gabba to the South Bank, if you like, but in general terms, connecting these areas through bars and restaurants and cafes, those areas that ne- haven't necessarily been connected previously um, in our city. Also this volunteering passport, which is encouraging more volunteers now in various things around the city. So then when it comes to 2032, you go to the top of the list as a volunteer at the Olympics and the Paralympics, oh, I like that. which is really cool as well. Obviously, better roads and transport is a priority to make sure our commutes, uh, particularly as I think this is a big one for Brisbane, our commutes stay away from what we've seen happen in Sydney and Melbourne. So we've still got time to do things we do outside of work, sleep, drive, repeat. Uh, walking trails around Brisbane that tell First Nation legends and stories, which is an awesome one, and also ways to get more people playing and involved in sport. They're just That's just the tip of the iceberg, uh, Minister, but um, exciting stuff. Oh, it's it's an, a, a wonderful outcome of what's been a huge collective engagement and opportunity. You know, uh, as you were saying, nearly 14,000 legacy ideas have been shared by people uh, in, in this process. Um, 12,000 odds submitted through the Hopes and Dreams survey and engagement campaign. There were there were 1,000 uh, ideas that came through from those 500 community and business leaders and, and athletes and youth delegates uh, like Susie who were at the Legacy Forum. And all of this has gone through then extensive consultation and feedback from sort of a whole bunch of different individuals and, and organisations who've been engaged in the whole process. But really exciting that we've gotten out of this process. That's all been signed up to by all the games delivery partners. So that's the, uh, the Queensland government, the Australian government, the council of mayors, the Brisbane City Council, or councils where the um, games are actually happening. But also the Australian Olympic Committee, Paralympics Australia, and the organising committee. And in fact, they even I've got sign off now from uh, the IOC and the International uh, Paralympic Committee. Yeah. So it, it, it's a very consultative process and really excited about what we've got to in terms of those overarching aims and ambitions and some of the ideas that pop up out of those and reflect those commitments and core values that we've all agreed to. 
Yeah, when I spoke of the function, for me, I mean, everyone's got different ideas, haven't they? For me, it was all about yeah. getting kids involved in sport and yeah. keeping them active and not, not to be gold medalists, but just let's no, get more. It's a big one. Let's get more active. But um, what's the biggest one for you? What's the one that you were most excited about when you saw um, the summary of it all? Oh, look, I, I've, I've got to say um, the one that, that, that excites me the most is that one that uh, Lassie's already mentioned, which is the um, which is the volunteer passport. Uh, the idea of how we can make sure that we see uh, and support more volunteers in our community generally, but sport is specifically, as we all know, a great place which relies upon volunteers. And those young people being active, like you were talking about, Susie, can't do that without the support of people more broadly in the community to, to provide those platforms. Yeah. And we have... Uh, through the experience of the pandemic, seen um, not a reduction in the amount of volunteering, but a reduction in the number of people who are doing that volunteering. So we need to create more avenues to help uh, promote that further. So this is just one way in which that can happen. And then that has a broader impact across the whole of the community and the way in we support people more generally. Mm, because I remember back to the Sydney 2000 Olympics, just on the volunteering side of things, don't you remember how many people volunteered? Like, yeah. It was just people coming out of the woodwork and yeah. everyone was so proud to sort of be a part of it. it makes a difference. Well, and, and to then be able to be uh, recognised for that and in the hope that it can continue yeah. in, in another effort. Yeah, it's pride goes. in your city as but, well. Yeah. Well, well, I think, I think the thing that, that that's really... People really desire to be part of a huge global event like the Olympics and Paralympics. Um, so wanting to be part of that is something that we really want people to, to desire. But let's make sure that we have a pathway to it that encourages people to not just wait the nine years until they want to put their hand up and say they're involved in that, but get involved in volunteering and supporting community, and particularly sport, uh, in the lead up to that, and then that people will get be the beneficiaries uh, from that as, as individuals as well as we know from volunteers. I love that actually. I love that they're, they're not just turning up for the Olympics, and also the volunteers will be better standard. Mm. They're great at exactly. Sydney, but they can be even better if mm. they've done years leading mm. up to it. That That's right. Yeah, I tell you what it does too. And as I said, we'll put this up on our socials, and you have a good look through all of it. But it's starting to give people that buy-in. Yes. Uh, minister, um, nine years out. So people can people are sort of at the moment thinking, well, I don't know, it's so far away and how can I get involved? Having a look at this will give you a clear understanding of how you can start investing as a, a Brisbane person or someone in southeast Queensland or even in Queensland with these Olympic Games. How you can actually start putting your two cents worth in, getting involved in it. And once you do that, starting to understand that you're part of what's going to be well, the greatest show on earth coming to Brisbane in nine years from now. So I think it's really important, Minister. I think it was a great initiative that uh, your legacy committee started uh, whenever, whenever, whenever it was, six months or so ago with uh, the stuff that Susie's chatted at. And, um, and here we are. Here's the, the end result to start actually doing some stuff, which can make this, uh, this city one of the greatest cities in the world. So congrats on that. Thank you, Lutzi. There's been a whole lot of people involved, as you say. You know, the thousands of people committed to, to involve themselves. But, but uh, the next steps are the implementation plans that begin work on, and there's three phases of that over that whole period, right through to 2042. So, elevate 2042, as as you say, isn't just about what's happening in, in nine years' time. It's not just about the the number of weeks of great, amazing experiences. It's the benefit that it will leave uh, for the community in the lead up to and well beyond. And and uh, there's so many uh, great ways in which people can start to see that through this process, but also get further engaged. Sterling Hinchliffe, thank you. Thank you. The Ash, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.